Hello, my gorgeous familia. Let me first off just say thank you because recording this podcast, sharing this information with you, connecting with so many of you has been such a gift in my life. And speaking of that, I just set up a Patreon. So if you're loving this and if you're following along, if you're learning, if you're sharing, if you're growing with me, I would love if you showed the love. You can visit patreon.com forward slash drop it like it's doc. Show me a little love. Fun thing is, this is just the beginning. So there's about to be some exclusive content on there. So if you are interested in that as well, check it out. And regardless, I love you and I so appreciate you. So thanks for being on this journey with me. We going up. What up, fam? I am Dr. De Luna, and you are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something a little bit trippy. We're going to talk about how your life started inside of your grandmother's womb. I'm not making it up that your life literally started inside of your grandmother's womb. And yes, it might not make you feel really comfortable at the thought of your grandparents doing it, but they did. And if they didn't get down with one another, you would not be here today. So as we talk about these layers of life, I want you to imagine your gorgeous grandmother pregos with your mommy inside of her tummy, because let's be real. That's where you came from. You came from your mother. And in case you wanted to know, this is my grandmother. Her name is Jean. This is who I started inside of. A very fierce Scorpio Jewish woman from the city, New York City. There's only one city. When we say the city, it means New York City. So that's where I developed, which explains a lot about me, I think. And those of you that are astrologists listening to this, I wonder if you've come up with any data about (laughs) the womb, the astrological womb that you developed in. But anyway, we'll save that for a further episode. So you are visualizing your precious grandma pregos with your mama inside of her belly. And fun fact, your mother, while she was inside of your grandmother, all of her eggs were already in there. They were just stuffed into those little ovaries. Your mom's ovaries and your ovaries, if you have them, they actually develop during the first trimester of pregnancy. So I think it's week three, those ovaries show up, which is pretty early inside of a pregnancy, honestly. A lot of people don't even know that they're pregnant at week three, but during this time, ovaries are forming, and a couple weeks later, they fill with eggs. Eggs are only half of the equation, right? It's called a gamete. Men have gametes, women have gametes. Egg, sperm, they come together to make a baby. So inside of your grandmother, your mom was in there, her ovaries started to develop, and then they filled with eggs before she even popped out of the world. She had more eggs inside of your grandma than she did on Earth's side, because this is something that is actually disturbing for me to say as a woman that has not yet birthed a human child yet. I've birthed two dogs, but I've not birthed a human child yet, that your eggs are slowly dwindling by the second. But most of them were inside of your grandmother. Then mama was born. She did not have a baby right away, right? Like she had to grow up. She went through puberty, but then, When she became pregnant with you, that egg truly was first put there inside of your grandmother. So that is pretty mind blowing if you think about it. And I don't know if you like your grandma, doesn't really matter to me if you like your grandma or not, because this is just pure fact that your life, your, you know, essence was there inside of her body. 
So we may or may not be from the same generation, but I know that my grandma was alive in a very, very, very different time than I am alive. I know that my mother was alive in a very, very, very different time than I'm alive. So my mom's grandchild, AKA my future daughter, who is in my left ovary right now, was actually within my mother as she was raised. All of her choices are going to impact her grandchild. All of my grandmother's choices impacted me. So this is both really empowering, but also kind of wild to think about because we've been led to believe that your DNA is your curse, truly. It's kind of negative what we've been taught about our genetics. But something that I love about functional medicine and naturopathic medicine is that we are so aware that your DNA is something that is malleable. Every single cell in your body has the same DNA. Think about that. But every cell in your body is quite different. A hair cell to a muscle cell, quite different, but they have the same DNA. DNA encodes for proteins and proteins are the building blocks that create different tissues, different structures. So depending on what the external environment is, it tells that DNA what genes to turn on and what to turn off. And it's this incredible dance that happens to create a human. And the same thing is happening in every single cell in your body. So with that being said, the external environment is telling that cell what to do. So when you are just a little baby inside of your mama, inside of her mama, that little egg, all of her decisions, everything that she is choosing to put into her body eventually gets absorbed, goes into the bloodstream. The blood is soup. That's what I like to call it. It's the soup that bathes your cells. So that is what's telling your cells what genes to turn on and what genes to turn off. This whole concept is called epigenetics and it's really where you get your power back because it's your ability to say, no, I'm not my genes and I am going to choose something that is going to bring genetic expression in the direction of health rather than in the direction of disease. Because also, you know, I see a lot in my patient population that people say, oh, this just runs in my family. I'm going to get it. I'm destined to get it. You know what else runs in families? Dietary patterns, stress, self-talk, trauma. All that runs in families. So if that is something that has been passed down, the way that you show up to life has been passed down, that could turn the same genes on that were present in your mom and your grandma. But guess what? If you make different decisions, that can completely change the health of you, the health of your grandchild. So let's unpack that a little bit. There have been so many studies done, mainly on rats, because that's just what scientists do. They test the shit on rats. But there have been a lot of studies on rats that depending on what the rat ate before it got pregnant, we'll call it a mouse, a mouse sounds cuter. So whatever the mouse ate before it got preggos impacts the health of that child. Even if, say that there's two little cute mousies, one was fed something super nutritious before it got pregnant. The other one was just eating typical mouse shit, literally. <laughs> then they both get pregnant at the same time. They're both fed the same food at the same time. Postpartum, they're both fed the same food at the same time. Babies are fed the same food at the same time. However, based on what mom was equipped with nutritionally, antioxidant wise, before she got pregnant, drastically changes the outcome of that child and its health trajectory for its entire life. So there's actually studies that show that depending on what mom ate before she was pregnant can impact things like obesity, ADHD, neurocognitive developmental issues, all of this. So your choices matter. What your grandmother did while you were inside of your mom's ovaries, inside of her womb, matter for you and your health. And I know a lot of individuals whose 
grandparents were going through a lot when they were pregnant with their children. You know, I have family that was in the Holocaust. You may as well. If you do, we're probably related because all Jews are basically related. So hit me up and we can, you know, have a Shabbat dinner. But anyway, depending on the stress, stress alone is such a potent trigger to your genetic foundation. Every chemical that your body makes, hormones are very potent chemicals. They circulate in that chemical soup in that cellular soup and they tell yourselves what to do. Hormones absolutely turn genes on and off. So stress hormones can directly impact the health of the child. And again, when I say child, I'm then talking about the mother inside of the grandmother's womb and you are a direct reflection of what is developing inside of that mother because those eggs, the health of the eggs that are inside of your mother are dependent on the health of your grandmother. Do you see these different layers that we're going through? And I know it can get a little bit confusing, but it's truly mind blowing. So that's just stress, right? What about toxic exposures? What about people that are, you know, in these horrific environmental exposures, you know, people that may have been born near Chernobyl, people that are maybe born near one of these random chemical spills that just keep happening all over the United States of America. It's so weird, but that directly impacts your chemical soup. And a lot of these things are things that we can't control, right? Like things in our environment, but we have so much power over what we're eating. We do, we do. And for those of you that are like, organic's fake, it doesn't matter. Okay, let me just say that yes, you can buy an organic label, you can totally buy it. But at least if you're buying that organic label, you must care a little bit, right? I don't know. I'm a huge fan of knowing where your food comes from, having a connection to the farmer, knowing what's in the soil, because similar to the baby that we're talking about growing inside of your grandma, you are feeding your cells. So if that, let's say a tomato, if you're eating a tomato, that grew in toxic soil, that was watered with dirty water, that had chemical fertilizer, pesticides, herbicides, that tomato is going to influence the genetic state of your body very different than a tomato that was not raised in that environment. It's truly the same thing that I'm talking about, whether we're talking about a baby or food, and you get to choose what you put inside of your body. Personally, I try to avoid poison at all costs. And I know that it's overwhelming to think about all the poison that is around us at all times, but you can do the best that you can. And even a little bit of effort goes a long way. And again, we're not just talking about your health. We're talking about the health of your grandchildren. This doesn't necessarily work if there's a baby boy in the uterus, right? Men are very interesting creatures. As you know, for those of you that listen to this podcast, I call them peniles because I'm not a penile. I'm not. And they just are very different. However, men, their fertility is maintained a little bit longer throughout life. However, their sperm, you know, they're born with those gametes as well. Gametes are either the egg or the sperm. And for both men and women, it takes about four months for them to fully mature before the fertilization dance happens. So for a man, even though, you know, he doesn't have a uterus that is going to be holding his grandson in there, he can still do a lot for his health that will then impact the health of that sperm that will then fertilize the egg that is you. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't know if you're following along to this extent, but an egg and a sperm come together to make a babula. So every one of you has an X chromosome, whether you are a man, a woman, something in between, you have an X chromosome that came from your mother's egg. <laughs> and if you got another one from your dad, that's cool too. But 
really in this egg formation is where we can have a lot of cellular strength and a lot of impact on our health. And it's kind of trippy to think about this. Ovaries are floating in your abdomen. Did you know that? They're floating in your abdomen. They released this egg, AKA you, before you got fertilized. You were released into your mom's abdomen. You were just floating around in there and then went into the fallopian tube. You wanna hear that sound again? Into the fallopian tube. There's little fimbrae, little fingers at the end of your fallopian tubes and they, third time's charm, suck it into the fallopian tube. And that is where the sperm is going to meet it. And you know, I'm just sharing this with you because it's pretty mind-blowing, everything that goes into procreating. And for the first time in history, people are having issues making babies. We are. We used to not have these issues at all. And even our grandparents, you know, they were raised with real food for the most part, unless you're like a 30-year-old grandparent. There's some of those out there. But, you know, like my grandma, well, she has passed on, which is why she's tattooed on my arm. She would be, hmm, I don't know, 90-something this year. The food that they were raised with didn't have the chemical poison. It didn't, they were not poisoned to the degree that we were. Yes, it started to definitely creep in in my parents' generation, but grandparents for the most part, they were healthy. You know, they were fertile. They were pumping out little babies. They were eating real food. They were connected to the land. And then our parents' generation, they were kind of fed a lot of bullshit, both <laughs> mentally and physically fed a lot of bullshit. And because of that, we are the babies of that bullshit. So we are very toxic. The cord blood, and from an umbilical cord, if you were to take a sample of it and test it, there are chemicals in there that have been illegal forever because of bioaccumulation. And they just built up in your mom. And the fun thing about whether you're building a human or growing a plant is that a lot of toxins concentrate into the offspring to try to pass it along. So with that being said, if you are super toxic, you're gonna give that to your kid. This is why detox is so important. I'm not just a fan of this because it's cool. I'm a fan of this because it's really important. And also I just find in my practice that so many of these mystery diagnoses and also all of these sick kids, kids shouldn't be this sick. It's because of how toxic they are. So where does that leave you? That leaves you being able to make decisions to limit toxicity, choosing clean water, trying to have clean air. Air filters can help. Eating food, not packaged food, food. It doesn't have to be all organic. Just try to eat food, okay? Vegetables are actually really important. I'm a really big fan of eating animal protein. There have been studies that in mothers that are eating low levels of protein, their children are more, are more likely to get diabetes. So again, it goes both ways. You can't assume that your decisions while you're pregnant are not going to impact your baby postpartum because you are creating that foundation. So diet is a huge part of it. Toxic exposures is a huge part of it. And I am so aware that there's a lot that we can't avoid, friends. The clothes that you're wearing right now are probably seeping chemicals into your bloodstream. Isn't that beautiful? We can't avoid that. This chair is probably seeping chemicals into my bloodstream. Can I avoid it? No, but what we can do is help our body detoxify. We can sweat, we can take binders, we can take deep breaths. And if you want any help on detox, know that I have quite a few previous episodes. And if you're not subscribing to this page yet, I don't know what you're doing. So the next time that you see your grandma, I want you to hug her and I want you to thank her. Even if you don't like her, you started inside of her. So also just know that sometimes our triggers are because they break something open within us. So if you're triggered by your grandma, know it's probably because you are her. You are her. So give her a little huggins. Thank her for drinking raw milk, eating cheese, lots of, you know, vegetables for you to be the human that you are. And if you are pregnant, know that you 
if there's a girl in there, if you know that there's a girl, you're holding your grandchildren. That is a blessing and that is a huge opportunity for you to break patterns, to break traumatic patterns, to break health things that you've just been told have run in your family because that might be because the cellular soup has been toxic for a long time. You get to clean up the soup, baby. You get to clean up that soup. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your grandchildren. And I am grateful for Miss Jean here forever for all that she went through to make me, to make my mama. And if you like this stuff, my friends, I think you know this is just the beginning, right? Please do not forget to like this, to share this with someone. Maybe share it with Grams. Who's to say? Maybe share it over a cup of tea. You guys can talk about what she was going through when she was pregnant with you. You'll probably get some really fun stories there, but this is your fun fact, your truth bomb for the day. Your life began inside of your grandmother. I love you all, and I really love my grandma. See you soon. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it when you kiss, kiss.